Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Erin Baker to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. So Erin, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background in the library. Uh, First, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited for this opportunity to get to speak to you. And um, I'm a fan of your podcast. And (laughs) I learned so much through through your guests. So thank you for having me. Um, I am from Durham Middle School in Um, Ackworth, Georgia, and I've been the media specialist here for 10 years. Uh, Before I was a high school English teacher, also in my same county uh, for six years, and then I found my place uh, (laughs) in the library. It took me um, quite a bit of, uh, six years wasn't a long time, but I was in three different schools during that time. It took me some moving around to really find my niche, and I was always um, gravitating towards the library and working with the librarians there. So I decided I wanted to go back to school and work in the library all the time. Yeah. So has your experience always been at the same level of library or? It has. And surprisingly, I, as a high school English teacher, um, I did not really consider teaching middle grades. I am certified to teach grades uh, six through 12. Um, English as well, but um, through my practicum experiences, I felt like I, that high school would be the best fit for me. And then when I was looking for a library position, I was open to anything because our certification here is K through 12. Okay. That's good. So, yeah. So I really was looking for any position um, and really the stars aligned because I didn't even know, even though the school is relatively close to me, I did not even know that it was, it existed. I know that's crazy, but our county is so large and the suburbs of Atlanta are so big that you really are, you know, mainly live in your little circle. So um, I was digging around looking for library jobs anywhere because I was so passionate about wanting to enter the library that I was willing to drive, you know, really, really far um, to find a position. But this job became available and I interviewed and I was accepted and I got the job and it was the, the biggest thing. And I really have felt like this has been my place. I really feel like it, it happened for a reason that I got this job. Yeah. Neat. Um, have you ever thought about looking at any of the other levels now, like elementary or high school? I have considered elementary and I work with um, Ashley Sherman at Fry Elementary, who, who you have interviewed before. She's a good friend of mine and a fellow media specialist. So I'm in her school occasionally. We do some collaboration uh, for Read Across America. I take students from Durham over to her school throughout the week and, and we read to um, K through two and special needs. That's an amazing experience for our students. And and when I'm there, it's, it's really funny to me that that feels like a very different planet. I tell her, we do not do the same job. Yes. I really feel like at every level, the position is extremely different. I and I didn't realize that until I moved from the high school English classroom to middle school. I, I did not understand 
just how very different the children were going to be. Yeah, yeah, so that's been a learning curve. Definitely. And I know there, there are some people just since, you know, a lot of the audience's early career that they actually have the strategy of they want to work a couple of years, you know, at each of the different levels. Some of them dream, you know, of becoming like a, a district or a county kind of leader. And they really want that kind of background. So I was just curious, you know, what your thoughts were. And other people just need that stimulation. You know, they want, they want to try something new right. all the time. But, Absolutely. Yeah. So Aaron, what do you remember about um, when you first started in the library? So you switched um, campus levels, which was one thing, but what are some, yes. do you have a funny story or anything you remember from the beginning? Well, I remember, and I know you've, you've interviewed um, media specialists or librarians who have said this as well, but I was very overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. I was very overwhelmed with the scale of the job and just how much what falls under the umbrella of library media. Mm-hmm. Um, and more, I, I do feel like my master's, we have a master's degree here in Georgia. So I, I did feel like that work was valid. All of it was very val- was valid. It was um, applicable to what I was doing, but the, there's so much depth of technology that I could not have prepared for. It really was learning on the job, um, being resilient and trying to figure things out, um, taking, being willing to take a lot of work home and, you know, you thank goodness for YouTube and for Google and all the things when I don't know how to do something, I figured out that I can always go to YouTube or Google to figure it out. Uh, but you know, that I was just going to be turned to for everything that has a plug Mm -hmm. at any point. And, and that was hard. And that really was, is, on the job learning and and being willing to fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's always changing. So even if my, my um, you know, in college, in, in my master's degree, even if we had had courses on all the things, this job changes every single day right. at this rapid pace. Right. So really having those critical thinking skills to be able to figure out um, certain nuances. I mean, and for me and my position, I'm sure it's like this for so many others as well. The things that we serve, they can be anything like it can be setting up AV equipment in the theater or in a cafeteria, or it can be some strange thing that a program's doing or that a computer's doing and trying to figure out why that is that yeah. it's doing that. Yeah. Um, and also hosting parties. Like I, I still remember I told my professors, you know, because they had a little gathering for uh, what do you wish we had taught you? And I said, you know what, how to host a shower <laughs> because I, I was not yet. And of course, they're not going to really have a class on that. But all, all, <laughs> of a, all of a sudden I was the party place, you know, and I wasn't thinking about decorating, you know, for showers or right. hosting events like that were not tied in, you know, directly to, to the live learning. Yeah, you are right, because we also here host our um, each year the announcement of our teacher of the year that happens in the library and that's an event I mean it has a theme and there's their skits and um, you really do have to learn to be a hostess as well um, I like that though that's the fun stuff it was fun for me. It, was, it was just an adjustment you know at first so. right anyway all right so is there any other kind of advice that you wish um, that you your younger self would have known Um, I would say my advice for my younger self would be just to gravitate towards the people. Okay. And I know you've had other 
librarians say that as well. Um, you really have to be aligned with others in order to do library work. Okay. It is not something that can be done in solidarity. And I, I know that I am, people do not believe me when I tell them this, but I am quite introverted. Um, and I think many librarians are quite introverted. So you have to uh, really kind of put yourself outside of your comfort zone sometimes to make contact with people who are maybe outside of your circle. Yeah. I've grown more comfortable doing that because I've been in my school building as long as I have. Mm -hmm. um, but I really do have my people who I am so connected with that we could be co-teachers in the same classroom. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful for them because they also can advocate for the library program when I'm not with them. So when they're separate from me, where whether it's, um, you know, in speaking with other teachers or in the community, talking with parents or with administrators. So this job is really about people. I'm creating a welcoming environment to feel comfortable and then helping others build confidence. Sometimes it's about, you know, helping them build confidence that they can do things that maybe they think they can't do. Right. Being a coach, I guess, in many ways, too. Yeah, that's true. It, it really is like that. And doing that kind of thing myself, where I was um, at the elementary school for so long, um, that's actually what led me to go on and get my doctorate, because I was becoming more of a coach, you know, to the teachers and to the people that were around me. And I, and at that point in my career, I was like, my passion's really shifting, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, all of a sudden I'm focusing on the adults, which I never, ever would have thought of because I like the babies, you know, and I like finger plays, you know, and all the, the fun stuff like that. But um, yeah, so that's, that's true, very true. Um, and that also is making me think that when we read professionally, like what you're talking about, the building relationships and, you know, building up confidence in people, you might, you probably aren't gonna find a library book about that, but you can definitely find some books out there um, that are, talking about other professions or just talking about that kind of social skill, you know, mm -hmm. so we need to branch ourselves out, you know, in that way as well. So I do lots of reading on um, leadership, just leadership books. And I mean, like you said, those are not generally coming from a librarian perspective, but I find that that leadership um, professional development um, helps so much in what I do. And then also, and then just talking with other adults and you coach them and teach them in a very different way than you do children. So um, being able to um, connect with them in a way that doesn't at any point feel critical to them, but feels as if you're there to support them and help them grow and vice versa too, because they, I mean, I grow so much through my connections with my teachers. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Well, Erin, you had some good stories for people and just lets them know they're going to be okay. It's all going to work. <laughs> you know? We all go through some of these same, you know, kind of things. Um, yes. We've all recently just gone through this pandemic, you know, for 15-ish months or so. So as you're starting to look forward to summer, like what kind of things are you thinking you're going to do this summer for yourself? Well, summer is always a reset for me. Um, I do, I read, of course, a lot. Um, and not just kids books to ready myself for the next school year, but really take some time to read things that 
inspire me or that I want to read. I'm wanting to dig back into some old classics yeah. um, this summer because they take a, they could take a, a different type of focus. And there are certain things that I can read during the summer that I'm not reading during the school year. Yeah. Um, but also, I do quite a bit of professional development during the summer. Okay. Um, I usually present. So last summer, I presented um, at GAETC, which is our Georgia Association for Instructional Technology. I was on a panel about how we transitioned during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and then I work on my media leadership team for the county, okay. which is a, a chair of like about, I think there are about 12 of us. And we all come together, typically non-COVID. We, we meet, yeah. I guess about four times a year together as a collaborative group away from our school settings without interruptions. And we really hash out some work together, mm -hmm. but we've moved of course, virtually, you know, this year, which there, there are benefits to that um, as well, but we work together through the summer on various projects. Um, and I'm usually preparing for professional development that happens during pre-planning. Okay. So this past year I presented collaboratively on inclusive collections in our libraries and we are carrying that conversation through into this next school year. I've presented and taught on Sora by Overdrive, which is our di digital platform that connects us to our public library digital content as well. Um, this summer, I'm also presenting. I am doing all the things. It's You're a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I should stop working so much and actually go to the beach. Um, I am um, going to be presenting at the beginning of the summer for Georgia Library Media Association Summer Institute. But I will say that I don't do any of these things by myself. Like I, many of them I co-present um, or like the, the session this summer, there are two other media specialists. One you've interviewed before, Amanda Lee from um, Atlanta Area School for the Deaf. Yes, that was um, she, interesting. That was very fascinating. <laughs> yes, she's amazing um, with her. And then Nan Brown from um, Westbridge Middle School in Fulton County. We're going to be presenting on advocacy because that's one of our passions. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of that. And then I like to take naps. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I am so thankful for the time away yeah. that this job um, affords because when I am rested is when the really special things, you know, start to go around in my head. And when I'm like, oh, I could do this better. Um, oh, I, I need to revisit this. I dig into my blog. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many things I'm so thankful. And then always that we are so lucky to always have a reset. And I left education for six years and worked in another field. And um, it was strange not to have that because yeah. you really need it. Like you really need a start and stop so that you, it, it, I just feel refreshed. And we're like, we're going to come back and whatever we didn't do great. We're going to, we're going to fix and we're going to have another opportunity. So there's always a new opportunity. Good. That's good. So make sure you take lots of naps in, like you said, <laughs> we're going to need that time. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. So you, you did mention, you know, a little bit about the pandemic, but like what has been your, your biggest takeaway from all of this? How has this pandemic changed you professionally? Um, honestly, I feel like from the pandemic, I have realized that yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we can do the things that we want to do. Mm -hmm. We just have to look at them through a different lens and from another perspective. Yeah. And maybe scale down. Okay. 
So I was so passionate and I know that everybody's situation is so vastly different throughout the country. Right. Um, but I was very fortunate that here in our county and with administrative support, we were able to open up our library. We rolled out um, face-to-face around October. Okay. We started transitioning our schools back face-to-face. That was an option. So families could choose face-to-face or um, virtual. And we, I know Holly mentioned this, but we've taught them both at the same time. And that has been very challenging. Yes. Uh, virtual kids and the face-to-face kids. But you know what? We ended up rocking it. We we honestly, <laughs> I mean, you figure it out. Yes. We just, teachers can, I have said librarians can solve all the problems of the world, but teachers really do figure out how to serve their children. Mm-hmm. We always have their best interest at heart. But um, I was really, you know, adamant that we were going to open the library. Yes, we're going to check out books. Um, yes, we're going to teach. I'm on. We're going to teach virtual. We're going to teach face-to-face. We're going to do whatever we need to do. I felt like because the kids needed it so badly. Right. They did. And I have my own children at home. So I have this year, a fifth grader and a seventh grader. So I feel like I really have a pulse on what kids are like today, how they were affected by, um, by the pandemic and being removed from all the things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so my principal supported me. We had a huge plan that we created in our county. And I can't tell you how much cleaning. I mean, we cleaned between every class. We wow. we had the, you know, LED wands and we wanted things. Of course, we were masked. We had gloves. We, But we managed to have children in to check out books and, and we taught. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and we needed it. I needed it because I had been supporting tech for so long and I, I, I didn't sign up to be full-time tech support 24 hours a day. I wanted to teach children and teach teachers and, you know, connect people to books and help with literacy and research. And um, that's what feeds me when I go home at the end of the day and I have taught all day long. I feel like I have really done the work, but going home after a day of just supporting tech d- doesn't make me feel that way. <laughs> okay. The honest truth. <laughs> but we do it because we have to do it. You know? That's right. We do. And this job and this job, you do all the things like you are whatever your school needs at that time. Right. And the people in my county I work with are so special. I mean, they just very, are just so special. We just, we um, swing, swings and roundabouts, you know, whatever is um, the need we serve. Yeah. Awesome. And graciously, I, like I, hope. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about that. But. <laughs> I was up here with a great group. So that, that is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your campus specifically right now. Um, how, how have you really seen like your influence, your impact change over this time period? In our building, we have really high um, numbers of face-to-face students. I think at at this point, we're probably the top middle school in our county and we have 25 middle schools. So we're number one for students face-to-face, but we still do have some virtual students. Um, I have not on a daily basis been able to see 